You're listening to the Lawyers with Purpose Practice Success Podcast, hosted by Lisa Rozier, featuring attorney Dave Zampano, along with frequent guests. Whether you're a seasoned estate planning attorney, an attorney looking to add estate planning and elder law to your existing list of practice areas, or you're just starting out, this podcast will give you a solid plan for success. Listen now as Dave and his guests share their personal journeys to practice success and the insights they learned along the way. Welcome to episode five of the Lawyers with Purpose Practice Success Podcast. I am Lisa Roger. I am the Director of Marketing and Sales here at Lawyers with Purpose. And joined with me is Dave Zampano, the founder. And um, we talked a lot in the previous episodes about, um, you know, who Lawyers with Purpose is, our, our business models. We've talked about unique ability. Uh, and today, I would love for us, Dave, to talk about how our four pillars all come together. So we like to say our four pillars are legal legal technical, got to know what you're doing, right? Marketing, operations, and mindset. And, you know, the order of which we say it, sometimes I'm not in sync with you, but that's okay. But the concept is the same four four of them. Four legs, it doesn't matter what corner they're at. Right, exactly. Um, So we talk about, you know, the one question that I had that came up is how does mindset and operations play into your legal technical? And for all of our lawyers out there, that, you know, I think this is a really strong question, and um, I, I just you want know, to toss it over to you about the, the four pillars and pull it all together for me, Dave. Uh, I think I think what I would say is I would change what you just said uh, to say this: <laughs> how how lawyers' legal technical thinking destroys their mindset and operations. Ooh. And yeah, and 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 I think this is very unique. So look, I, I've been doing this 20 years. I've, I've been working with Bloody. It's a little who, bit longer, huh? <laughs> right. It's that's how I got up this. That's why there's more gray than black now. Yeah. Um working with lawyers will do that to you. Let's take but, in a couple more but, years there. But the lawyers listening now, I, I you know, one of the things I want to just share is my experience. That's all I have to go from, right? And there's thousands of lawyers that I've worked with over the years, but it's always the same question. And it really comes down to really three different things. The first thing lawyers, when they call us at Lawyers of Purpose, always want to say is, well, I need help. What do you need help with? Marketing. Okay. I, my right. money, my cash flow is not there. I need leads. I, I right. need something. That, you know, everybody wants the magic bullet. Give me the magic bullet. So yep. we, we've got some magic bullets, but they're, they're laser. They're laser focused. We'll talk about those. So yeah, get a marketing, fix my marketing. Okay, then 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 the next phone rings. It's like, hey, you know, um, I'm a litigator. I uh, I don't know. I hear some good things about this estate planning stuff, and that, or I'm an estate planner, and I I hear that I have to wear Medicaid and VA benefits, and okay, click. You know, there we go. Point two. I need to know how I do to what I'm doing. Okay, then ring ring ring. The phone rings again. How can I help you? You know what? I've got a pretty good business, but I, I just, I can't, I can't make it work right. I, I don't, I'm not growing. I'm stagnant. Um, I'm frustrated. I'm working long hours. Uh, nobody ever says that, right? Um, <laughs> lawyers, uh, one of the things I will, I will say there, there's something, uh, again, didn't think I was going to talk about this, but it's really, really relevant. Um, if lawyers uh, or anyone listening to this has not heard of the Parkinson's principle, um, I encourage you to go read it, reread it. And then when you have finished reading it, reading it a third time, put it under your pillow, reread it again next week, next month, next year. 
The Parkinson's principle is a very simple principle. And you're going to hear me and you're going to say, oh, that's simple. And you won't live it. Um, and the principle is, Parkinson's principle says, all things expand or contract to the time allocated to achieve them. Now, again, it may say it in a different way, but that's essentially what it's saying. So what does that mean? Why I have a, a statement, I'm sorry, it's going to offend some people, but when I meet lawyers who tell me they're working 60, 70 hours a week, you know what my answer to them is? Oh, you must have a lot of free time on your hands. And they laugh like I'm joking. And I'm like, no, people that work 70 hours a week are people that have a ton of free time on their hands. And how right. do I know that? Because they say yes to everything. Right. Right. And, and that's how we start talking about operations, right? And that's why I'm saying, if we start thinking like a lawyer, lawyers always want to know how to solve the legal problem, right? And unfortunately, as we were trained, most of us, if not all of us in the Socratic method, our initial reaction is to counter anything that comes into us, right? right. So, hey, you could have a profitable practice. Yeah, that's easy for you to say. It doesn't work that way. Or you can do this type of trust. No, you can't, right? So we're always, you know, uh, imagine being married to us, right? But um, the theory is legal technical is essential. And that's really the different phone calls we get, you know, hey, I need to learn how to do this stuff, estate planning, elder law, asset protection, Medicaid, VA. Hey, I need to learn how to run my business yeah. so that I can actually get a day off because I haven't had a day off in a year and a half. Um, and third, hey, I need to market. I don't have enough leads. So, and that's where everybody comes to us with, but we know there's the fourth that nobody ever asks us about. Do you mind if I just jump in here really quick? Cause I can tag team on some of the experiences too. Go ahead. Um, in addition to the way that people have entered into our, our community here at Lawyers of Purpose, um, transitioners, which you had mentioned coming from a different area of law, the people that don't know how to run a, law, uh, a business um, and acknowledge that they don't know how to run the business, those individuals, um, we see that some of them are young ones, right? Coming out of law school, they've learned law. Um, they're just trying to figure out how to run the business. So those are some other areas that we have noticed. Um, There's a common misconception between a business, what a business owner is. Right. Everybody thinks they're an entrepreneur. I, I, again, I don't mean to be blunt. Uh, no, you're not. Um, you're a business owner. If you run a law firm, you're a business owner. If you're an entrepreneur, you have multiple law firms in which you're not required to work in any of them. Right. If that's what you have, then you're an entrepreneur. If you have a law firm and you're working 80 hours a week, no, you're a business owner. And I don't mean to be blunt, a pretty lousy one. Okay. Because it doesn't take 80 hours a week to have a successful practice. It takes an understanding of how these four pillars work together. Right. Right. Hey, we got to know what we're doing. Right. Again, Here's my distinction. I talked to one guy. He says, I have software. Okay, does your software integrate with your system? What do you mean system? Well, the system that operates your law practice. For example, when a client calls you, how do you know how many people called you this week? I don't know. Well, I know. It's called an ICF report, initial contact focuser. It tells me every single new person we had called the office this week. Yeah. And it tells me way more than that. It tells me what happened to them. Did they come in for a meeting? Did they schedule for a workshop? Or did they disappear and say, no, thank you? Or did we refer them out to someone? It tells me everything that happened with every call that came in. Again, 
this is what we call in lawyers of purpose, everything we have is called focusers. Now, again, you don't need to be in lawyers of purpose to understand what a focuser is. A focuser is someone that focuses people on the most important things. So when we talk about an initial contact focuser, what is this? Well, this is the first report I get that tells me everyone that called in this, this week. What kind of report is that? Is that an operations report? Actually, no, it's a marketing report, right? Because what it does, it actually measures my success of my marketing efforts, right? What's marketing efforts for? So like we're talking about the four pillars. I'm having a conversation just showing, how they, showing you how they all inter, intertwine with each other, but I'm going to show you how you could build an infrastructure where they all are separate but integrate autonomously. And this is the first part. You go out and do all these marketing efforts. I, I say this all the time to people. Lawyers get really excited. Hey, I'm doing a speaking presentation. There's 30 people coming. Okay. What's the plan? They leave the 30. They leave the people and I say, who was there? And do they want to meet with you? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You didn't have an evaluation for them to quit? Yeah, some did, some didn't. Okay, wrong answer. Okay. If you're going to take the time to go out and give a presentation, then you better make sure you've got everyone's name from that presentation and you've asked them if they want an appointment and let them check the box, yes or no. Doesn't have to be complicated, folks. All it means is set up the expectation up front. Number one principle we always say, when you're going to present, hey, I'm going to make you a couple promises. You're going to learn a lot. We're going to have some fun and it's going to go by fast. Okay. And hey, all I'm asking of you is if at the end, if I keep my three promises, you, you keep your promise to complete the evaluation. I am telling you, I've used that line for 20 years. And for 20 years, 90 plus percent of the people comply. And guess what? When I come out of a presentation, I know exactly who is there. I know their name and address. And I know if they want an appointment. Dave, I think it's important for our listeners to know that yeah, you're affiliated with Lawyers of Purpose, but you also have a law firm of which you are affiliated with, and we call it the lab. Well, and- it, this podcast is not about Lawyers of Purpose. It's not about my lab. What this podcast is about is what I have learned in running a successful law firm from scratch, building it myself, leaving a law firm, having the entrepreneurial seizure that Michael Gerber talks about, to building a multi-million dollar a law firm that operates without me. And right. so this is this is what we're sharing. How do we get there? It, everybody wants a magic bullet. Um, I'm going to give you a magic gun with six bullets, right? And, we, and I'm, we're talking about the four of them now. It's really about accountability and reporting. So many law firms when you're small, I apologize again. I, I hope they're all getting to know me a little bit. It's about... What most lawyers do is throw as much crap against the wall as they can, and they see what sticks. And one week they're overwhelmed, and the next week they're excited. They have that roller coaster they go on, and they say, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. I got all these leads. And then they close some of them, and they get all excited they're doing the work. And then by the time they're done with the work on the last one, they realize they haven't marketed it all. And so now they're empty again. Oh, my God, how am I going to pay payroll next month, right? I'm saying this, and half the people on the call are going, has he been in my office this week? Um, <laughs> no, because it's 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 just it's just a truism for all lawyers and all business owners. It's not limited to lawyers. I grew up in a family business, so I always say I'm an entrepreneur that happens to practice law. I mean, I went to law school, got my CPA, um, but I, I I learned from the age of five. I worked in my family's business, which was in the food and wholesale wholesale food and paper distributor. So 
I grew up understanding, um, you know, real business. Um, and those, all those rules you learned, I learned as five years old and 10 years old and 15 years old, um, apply across the board, even in law. And so when you think about it, um, you know, we do all this marketing, but nobody really knows the impact of their marketing. So, so you got to have a report that says, okay, how many new people called this week? But then we get the people that called them. We don't know, okay, how many of them actually did anything? Well, I don't know. Sally talked to them. What happened, Sally? Oh, I don't know. Sally's out sick today. Okay, so we don't know. No, that's nonsense. Again, you, you should be able to have a report that tells you everything that everybody in the firm's doing. Now, some say, oh, my God, that's crazy. Who can have all that? You're right. You can't. Uh, I know because it took me 20 years to build it, but it's built and it's there, right? And so what does it do? It helps you understand in real time. And this is the key difference when you have to call an audible, you know, when you have to make a shift, if you're not getting those ICFs, I mean, Lisa, how many times have I come down and you're saying, what the hell is going on with our marketing? I'm not getting anything in the pipeline. And then we make a quick shift, change the commercial, do this here, bam, next thing we know, the pipeline starts up again. You don't want to figure that out at the end of the month. Um, no. You want to know that in real time, week by week. And so um, that's really the concept, right? So when we think about marketing, marketing is what are we doing? Now, again, one of the things that I have been one of the biggest proponents of, when I first started practicing law in the 90s, I would go visit a financial advisor and they wouldn't let me in their office. I was viewed as the enemy. So I started building a program to partner with financial advisors and financial professionals. And now, obviously, that's become a, a model across the country that all lawyers want to work with financial professionals, right? But again, they're still always working on that relationship. So we've we've done something much more different in working with referral sources, um, understanding what the value proposition is to them. We've built a system called the relationship management system, which has actually scripts of how to have what's called a synergy meeting, right? And I had one yesterday, first one I've had in a very long time, because like I said, I'm not in the law firm much, but I agreed to go back in the law firm for a couple months to help my attorneys understand how RMS works, the relationship management system. And it was so exciting. All three of us, I actually had one with me and two of my other attorneys, my partner and one of the associates. We went to a relationship I haven't talked to in about 10, 15 years. Uh, I reestablished contact with him, runs a financial services firm and uh, has 15 advisors. And I got to tell you, by the end of the hour and 15 minute meeting, again, it's an hour and 15 minute meeting. We tell the advisor it's an hour and 15 minute <laughs> meeting. They agree it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. And by God, guess what? It's an hour, hour and 15 minutes. minutes. And when we come out of that meeting, I got to tell you, I had to put my two attorneys in seatbelts for the drive home because they were jumping out of their seat. They just couldn't believe that this meeting went so smoothly. And this attorney was so jazzed about working with us going forward. And one of the questions in the interview is, just out of curiosity, uh, how many referrals do you make on a regular basis? You can tell me you make so many per month, so many per quarter. He said, yeah, we make two to three per week. So when you think about that, is this a guy that these attorneys want to get to know? And again, the worksheet goes through why, what's the relevant information to know about this advisor to know if they're going to be a good fit with your organization. And by the end of this hour and 15 minute call, this hour and 15 minute face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, this guy, we agreed to four or five different follow-up items. Bam, I hit the ground running when I got back to the office, sent up the follow-up email. And then all of a sudden it went out to um, my, my um, director of uh, relationship management. And uh, she's doing all the follow-up to make sure I keep my commitments that I made. So again, marketing, right? 
There's the handshake kind I just described. And then there's the one you write the check for. You know, you do retail marketing. All those things lead to someone calling you. That's why they're called a lead. Um, and then they come in and then you have to figure out, okay, did the person get service? Did we get them answer their question? Did we get them into our pipeline? And then now you get into the sales funnel, right? As soon as the person calls, when the, again, lawyers hate this and their staff hate this, um, when the person answers the phone, are you ready? They're a salesperson. <laughs> a salesperson. They, lawyers cringe. I can see them nodding. Oh, my God, we don't sell. Okay, let baloney. Everything we do in life is a sale. You're married, you sold yourself on your spouse, right? You know, <laughs> it's just unlimited, right? You buy a car recently, you sold yourself on why you wanted to pay less money than what they were asking. We all sell all the time. So we call it enrollment because we actually don't sell. What we do is we have to show our value. Once you show your value, people will naturally and willingly enroll into what you have to offer. So that's the sales part. Then you got to pull it off. You actually got to get the work done. This is another big issue I've seen with lawyers over the years. They've got all this work and they don't get any of it done. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are people who said, look, I'm going to pay you. Here's my checkbook. They're waving it in front of their face. And the lawyer's worried about, oh, what new law came out today? Oh, am I going to make this period here or that comma there? And then there, there is the pile starts piling on the corner of their desk and there's no money coming in the door. Again, it, it's, it's just not because the lawyer is an idiot. It's because that's not the lawyer's skill set. Let's go back to unique ability. The trick is to have the people, the who's in your organization that know how to do that and do it naturally. And they keep you on track. That's how I've survived. That's how I've done well is I've got great people that keep me on track. They know what I need to do. Dave, they're like my, they're like my cops. They give me my direction. You're going here today. You're going there today. And I do as I'm told, which really goes into that third pillar, which is operations, right? So the operations part goes down to and says, listen, how do we know the work we committed to, the engagement agreements we signed is actually getting done? How do I know if somebody hired me for a Medicaid application that I'm actually filing all that timely? How do I make sure if I'm doing a probate or trust administration that I'm getting the reports to the courts on time, that I'm communicating with the executor or the trustee properly? Again, imagine there's a system that already has that automated based on uh, standardized systems that are universal across states. And so it says, all right, hey, have you done this? And there's little pop-ups that say, hey, warning, you know, you've got to file this paper by next Tuesday. Have you done it? And then when next Monday comes, it's flashing in red and throwing up in your face saying, hey, there's a deadline here, <laughs> right? So this helps yeah, eliminate no. those nighttime sweats that I filed it on time. Again, this is systems and processes. This is what it really means. This conversation we've been having today, Lisa, is really what it means about what it means to be an entrepreneur, not a business owner. See, business owners own a business. Anyone can own a business. Just go down and set, uh, and, and set up a DBA, uh, file some paperwork, file an LLC, and bam. Right. You right. got the magic bullet. It's the cheapest degree you'll ever get uh, on paper. But then when you do it successfully, you'll learn there's a lot more behind it. Which really, so we've talked about marketing. We've talked about the legal technical, right? Everybody's hung up. Like we talked earlier, um, how does your legal technical thinking destroy your operations? Because for lawyers, there's a good number of us that believe it's really all about the legal technical. And I'm going to tell you something, and I, I, um, the clients don't know the difference. Now, we do as lawyers, and we want to do awesome, great work. But how you do awesome, great work is by having systems and processes that ensure that every client that comes through your door goes through a complete 180-degree assessment of every element so that you could properly identify you whether you need to be talking about A, B, or C. Not everybody needs to hear about A, B, and C. Some need to hear about A, some need to hear about B, some need to hear about C. 
and some need to hear about all three. But again, you're not going to just puke that all over everybody that comes in. So that requires a process where you can ask a series of relevant questions that help you find. Think of it as decision trees. And then really doing this, and here's the final one. Remember, at least I told you there's four, there's four legs to this tool, but everybody, everybody knows about the, the legal, technical, the marketing operations. The biggest one that most people aren't aware of, and they fight me when I tell them, is really their mindset. And how do I mean that? Well, lawyers listening to me are already forming an opinion. Okay. Right. And they're saying this guy's a whack job, or they're saying, you know, this guy's talking different than I've heard before. Okay. Now, the ones that say I'm a whack job, you're right. I'm a total whack job, but I'm a pretty successful and crafty one. And so how I talk is just my mannerism, right? I'm, I'm dramatic, right? But, but at the expressive. end of the day, yeah, expressive, right? In the social <laughs> styles quadrant. But the mindset's critical because if we automatically go to that automatic mindset that no, can't, I can't do that. No, I do have to work 80 hours a week, 70 hours a week. Look, we have time times. I, I'm, I'm very proud. I've been so blessed with my success. And I could tell you my entire life, my kids are all in their 20s, married, some have kids. I've never worked more than 50, 45 to 50 hours a week. I've never, ever worked a weekend, okay? And, and I've done it because of the Parkinson's principle, right? Hey, remember that we talked a while ago? Because yeah, yeah. if you say yes to everything, then you know what you're saying yes to? You're saying yes to what you're doing between 5 and 5.30. The next yes is what you agreed that you're going to be doing between 5.30 and 6. The next yes is what you're going to be doing between 6 and 6.30. And the problem is you're saying yes to so much that you're up to 8 o'clock every day and you don't even know the relevance of why you said yes to something. So when you're able to do tracking and reporting and marketing, everything integrated, okay, the mindset actually becomes much easier. And the mindset becomes, how do I use my greatest talent as an individual? So lawyers listening to this, some of you may be the entrepreneur. In my experience, unfortunately, most of us are not, okay? I grew up in it, so I was fortunate. Most of the lawyers we work with are really not entrepreneurial, but we can make you entrepreneurial once we teach you the mindsets, right? But the idea around all of this is this, right? You don't have to be. Someone in your organization needs to be. And that's what we call a DO, Director of Operations, or an LFL, a law firm leader. And again, imagine a system where there's a job description. We even know how to post that job, how to interview for that job how to make sure that person actually has the skill sets to do this. And then all the things that become a burden to you are fun and easy for them. That's how you bring the pillars together by utilizing people and utilizing first and understanding your unique gift. If your unique gift is understanding the law, very few lawyers, that's not your unique. We all think it is, but in the end, it's really most times it's our ability to relate to clients and solve their problems. So I don't know if I answered the questions, probably not the way you expected, right? Because I've got to make those people that think I'm a little wacky. I need to, I need to make them think that they're right. But really, it's joyful. It's a lot of fun to come to work. Um, and there are problems and there are challenges that happen, but you, they don't weigh you down because it's just a kink in the army. You just got to look 
look back and say, okay, where are we broken? Because you know all the benchmarks, you know all the entry points, you know all the passway points. And so by the reporting, you know in real time what's broken as it's breaking. You don't have to discover it at the end of a month and say, oh my gosh, I lost my shirt again. Yeah, and that's the thing from me, from as as I've said, I'm I'm involved in the marketing and sales component of the companies. and that when we are talking with members and prospects that the tracking and reporting concept is something that I'm shocked when I hear that they don't have it in place. And I know well, they're that, imagining I, it, right? It's right. emotionally driven. Oh, I had a great week. How do you know? Right. And that's no the thing. Reports telling you that. And then exactly. they wonder a week later why there's no money to pay the payroll. And then when you talk to the other directors and other departments, they have the different stories in terms of yeah, finance and budgeting. We have a presentation of yeah. 20 people. Oh, it's awesome. But they don't know a single person was there. They don't know if they're ever going to call them. Stay right. home and be with your kids. Why waste your time? Yeah. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to the Lawyers of Purpose Practice Success podcast. Um, this concludes episode five. And uh, we hope you join us for more to come. As we always, we have some guests that will be joining us in the near future, um, actual members talking about the very thing that you talked about, Dave, today. Uh, they, as we like to say, they went dumb, they jumped in, and they embraced our four pillars and our super successful part. They, they, ready? They FDS. They FDS. That's yeah, well, from. that's FDS. where the future that's it, There's FDS. Little, That's little what team. they did. FDS to success. That's right. They did. They FDS. So uh, thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day, and we look forward to talking with you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Practice Success Podcast. Visit www.lawyerswithpurpose.com slash podcast to listen to other episodes and to subscribe. We'll see you next time.